listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. And morning. in conjunction with International Women's Day, we are having a chat with Lina Tan, veteran film producer and managing director of Red Communications and also activist, blogger and author of multiple books, Datin Paduka Marina Mahathir with us. Morning. Now, Lina Marina, can you... If at all, pinpoint that moment you knew you wanted to use your voice for something you believed in. I don't think I realized really until I started working in HIV AIDS because um, that's when I realized that I could be useful to advocate on certain things. So that's really when I realized that I had a position. People would listen to me and that would be something. So I would say that's oh, 30 years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interestingly, uh, Marina said about HIV AIDS, actually me too, because I was going to a couple of talks and conferences and uh, and I, I listened to what they were saying and they were talking about the disparity, the social disparity and some of the causes of it. And it just struck me about the inequality of power and then I suddenly like I got really interested in in what they were saying because it's not just about the disease it was about how the economic the social disparity those those created this thing this this issues and Lena, this question's for you. You started out in the film industry at a time when there weren't many other women getting involved in production. What were like some of the greatest challenges you faced and how did you navigate them? I think being a long time in this industry, it's it's tough because I hardly see, number one, I hardly see any female directors. There were hardly any role models for female directors. Maybe producers because producers were always thought of as the kind of like, okay, here you go. Here's the job. Do everything. Get it done. You know, so we as producers, we get it done. And when I was working, a lot of it I saw was male directors. I never saw any female directors. And um, when I went into from doing advertising for a couple of years and I went into doing my own content I wanted to actually just work on content mainly to see images of what I would like to watch on television because I felt there weren't stuff for me to watch on TV and secondly I was hoping to also then start working with a lot more young women or women in the, the, the field who are directors uh, writers and also being in front of camera Hence, um, I would say Triar was one of our pivotal content uh, for my company, Redcom, that time when we, we started working on really seriously mm-hmm. looking into how do we create this content that could appeal to this particular target group of audience at that point. And again, it was like with HIV AIDS and I, that's how I met Marina actually at a conference. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Lina did some work for us, I think, some yeah. film or something, a video or something. Yeah. And that's how we started talking and that's how 3R came about. And did you have any other challenges you wanted to share? I think the, the biggest challenges to me has actually, interestingly, to find women to work, like to be directors, to take the lead, has always been, even right now, when I want to find like, okay, let's let's promote some more women directors. In fact, I have to persuade, I have to do a lot of persuading to get like, come on, you can direct. You've been an assistant director for like 10 years. I, I, I tell them, it's like, it's time for you to direct. And they go like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm like, like you know, and I'm like, come on, just be confident. You can do it. But you know, the difference when I get, if I work with my male directors, they come up to me, they push their CV to me and it's like, oh, are you going to, can you find my film? Can you find my this? I'm going to direct. I'm like, hmm. Okay, let me look at your past work first. <laughs> Big difference, mm-hmm. I, I feel. And that's still the challenge to this day. And uh, Marina, as an activist, what drew you most to the causes that you champion? What have been some of the greatest challenges you faced and how did, did you navigate them? Well, you know, I never planned any of this. So when I was invited 
to join the HIV cause, that's when I really learned, you know. And, and so in those 12 years, I learned all about activism. I learned how to be strategic. I learned about all the different issues that are related to it. And of course, one of the main issues that really resonated with me was the issue of women, you know, and how because we often have less power, we are unable to protect ourselves uh, very often. You know, it's related to so many, so many things that set up the attitude, you know, in a society against us. So that really motivated me. And then when I left, I, I thought I would just do things uh, in different ways to support women, you know, and that's how, you know, when, when I was working with Lina on 3R and then later on when I, I joined Sisters in Islam and then Musawa, it's all related to women. Even other things I do, you know, I've got a travel website for women. It's all geared towards the same goal, basically, to present all the options that are available to, to women and to give them the confidence and to make them take up the challenge of changing things by themselves because, you know, it's, it's not going to happen without them. Yeah, and the challenges, well, the challenges are the same as everywhere. Huge resistance to women because, you know, someone was saying the other day that uh, men tend to think that it's a zero-sum game. If we gain anything, they will lose something. And it's not true because we know that if you you give women their rights, the rights that they're supposed to have, and they'll benefit the whole of society, you know. I mean, countries actually grow economically when they can bring in women into the workforce, into education, into everything. So nobody actually loses. But, you know, as long as you have this mindset that, oh, you're going to take away something from me. No, we're just asking for what it what is ours. You know, so that's the biggest challenge. That's the biggest resistance. So in the end, it's about power. You know, people want to hold on to power and they see this as challenging power and they're very reluctant to give it away or to share it even. Now, Lena, you produce films. Marina, you write. How have your lived experiences as Malaysian women shaped your creative processes? For me, you know, um, because I, of course, yeah, I do films, I do television. I do, I try to, number one, like I said, one of the first things that, that really motivated me to do a lot of content and to put women in the forefront is to have lead roles for women. They're hardly, you think that, you take it for granted, you think that, yeah. And I wanted to see, number one, Malaysian women. I mean, I don't want to watch some Western shows. And no, I want to watch Malaysian women uh, being the lead, uh, putting them in the forefront. Um, and you wouldn't believe just how, number one, people just firstly like look how flippant it. Oh, it's a film with girls in it. It's a chick flick and you don't get taken seriously. Not even at the awards. I can tell you that. We're just, it's like, oh, it's not about like deep, hot, you know, cops or, you know, men being macho. No, it's just about young girls who's trying to find a, a space, trying to be themselves and it doesn't get taken very seriously. That it's been... The difficulty for me, uh, and, and and every time we bring it, it's as though like that's a subcategory. It's not the main category, you know. Oh, it's not a film about like issues. Then you go, hmm. Just because I don't have, it's a woman in the lead. 
it's a story about a, a, a journey of a woman, you don't get taken that seriously. Yeah. Why is that minimized? I mean, whose decision is it whether it's significant or not? Yeah. Yeah. Our experiences are not as valued. You know? yeah. yeah. Like as though, yeah, our opinions, our experiences, uh, who we are, the, the things we stand for, it's like, okay, it's just by the way, it's not as important as, you know, the bigger issues. Like, what are the bigger issues? <laughs> <laughs> and Marina, what about yourself? How have your lived experiences fed, shaped or uh, affected your creativity? Personally, I haven't had a, a big issue, but it's just that the work that I've been doing, you know, I work with a lot of people who don't have as much voice and, and I have outlets to express it for them, like through my column in the newspaper or through anything else I write. So that's really, I think, done everything for me. And also, like when I started my travel website zafigo.com it was really to answer a need because I realized that travel is very gendered that when we travel there are things that women need to look out for that men don't necessarily have to you know sometimes the way we dress or safety for instance that's how I came to to do it you know and 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 it's it's going great guns and then suddenly you know a lot of people are interested in it uh, so i think like like someone said you know women are solution based and so whenever something we feel that there's a need for it there's a gap or something we try and fill the solution and and if we can do it in a creative way whether it's through film or tv or writing or whatever then we try and do it. And I guess, yeah, that's, I think that's true for a lot of people these days, yeah. So this year's International Women's Day theme is about embracing equity, which yeah. was, of course mm. has us thinking about how far along uh, are we on this journey towards equity for women. Lena, how far has the film industry come since your early days? What progress have you witnessed since you first like started out? Yeah, is there any progress? I mean, you touched mm. on it a little bit earlier, but we really want to know. We look at the Oscars coming out, right, soon, and, and, and you see Michelle Yeoh's up for all these awards. Amazing. And she's 60 plus. Her journey has been quite amazing. Yeah, so there's hope. There is hope. I mean, we must persevere in it. And I think it's still hard for Malaysia because, you know, all our crew are men. You want to be a female director? In fact, this is taught to me by my female director herself. She says, you know, when I direct, I have to explain myself to the cameraman to get the shots that I want versus my the, 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 my counterpart who's a male who just says, I want to change, I want to take the shots and they just do it. There's no question asked. So... You think about it, how the, the, the these little things that affect us as women that, oh my God, why do I need to justify that I'm the director? I want to take a different shot. I want to take that shot. Just, you know, don't come and tell me all this because, because it doesn't happen to male directors. And I've seen male directors strut on set who say things like, I'm the award-winning director. Why are you questioning me? And uh, like, you know, and then, of course, they're surrounded by women like, assistant directors they get like hello you know wow <laughs> try doing try get, get a woman to do that I mean you'll never get that we need to encourage other women we need men to also support other women we need to find that why are we so biased in that sense and even like thinking oh it's, you know filming is really tough you're doing 16 hours a day sometimes you're, you're dealing with crew, you deal with all levels of people from the truck driver to the stuntman to the whatever and, and, and weather and so you need to 
to think we need to support and we need to support each other and I don't think that um, we should look at a project and say that that's something that they can't be done we need to be done by a man yeah whenever I hear that being said to me or someone near mm. me a woman especially I am a little bit dumbfounded but let's move on Marina you know let's let's hear from you what more has to be done to promote equity for women on a more national scale there's so much more I think needs to be done so that it becomes something quite normal rather than something exceptional because I think we're still in that stage where there are exemplary women, women who are in great leadership positions, but it's still seen as an exception to the rule and the rule is that we, we can't do it. And, and that's a mindset change that needs to, to be done. We've had two women governors of Bangnagara one after the other. And that's great. That's really making it normal, you know. But we need to do that in so many other areas because it's this whole thing. It's the same with like filmmaking or whatever. This idea of women leading men somehow seems to be something that people are still resistant to and therefore they'll make certain exceptions because it's a certain type of woman, very tough and all that, but they're actually exceptions, mm. you know? And, and that's an issue. Like I was in a forum yesterday and I found out that there's so many women doing small business. There's so many women entrepreneurs, women in tech, but the amount of money that they get is so low. It's like 1% of the funds available globally. Mm-hmm. And in Malaysia, not much better because this idea like, oh, really? Is she really able to do it? Will she give up at some point? Whereas a guy will come and say, I need $10 million. And they think, wow, he's really confident. And so they give it to him. Whereas women are asking for so much less uh, because they're very cautious and all that. And somehow that makes them seem like weak and scared or something. And, and so they don't get it. So it's this perpetual perception problem that we have all over, you know, and not, not just in select industries, but all over that we we need to change. And, and I think part of the problem is that women themselves sometimes are reluctant to step up because they know it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it, it's one of those things that you have to face. And then once you do it, you feel it's not as bad. Both of you, it's been such a pleasure seeing and having this conversation. And there's something really fun happening, uh, important happening this coming weekend. So, Lena, Marina, tell us more about the ReFest, the event that's happening, as I said earlier, this weekend. What are you looking forward to the most? Tell us a little bit about it. We have women-led businesses, a small little where we have a bazaar that consists of more than 20 women-led businesses. Uh, and then we have NGO booths and all that. But most importantly, we have talks, forums, discussions. So we, we curate it in such a way that we have sections where if you like art, for instance, and you like to, you're a young artist wanting to know more, you can come and you can listen to artists who have been doing activism work and then I have a section also called uh, Minding Her Business. So we have that section where we have women who are running their own business but they also start from a social cause and they have been sustaining that business uh, for quite some time. 
and we have a panel that actually talks to us about social branding, how you can brand yourself, how you can use videos to enhance yourself as a business. So this really, I mean, the whole idea of Refest Engage and Empower is to come and do that, engage and empower yourself. So Minding Your Business is kind of a brand we do. It's a networking thing that we do for young women and also not, well, I wouldn't say young, but women businesses, people who run their business, you know, get their hands dirty and really run it and to, to network with other women to see how they can work together and don't only that, also learn from each other. So we team it. We have a team every month and it's fairly intimate. Yes, it's at the house. And um, so they get to then talk to other women and listen to them and uh, ask questions. Um, all of the very chill out setting. And Marina, what will you be looking forward to the most at um, Refest? Oh, everything. It's such an enjoyable event, really, because it's very casual, but it's full of all sorts of interesting people. Uh, of course, I'm very interested in the women-led businesses. Um, I try and support as much as possible, even you know at other times, and, and Zafigo also does that. I'm looking forward to the performances and some of the talks. I mean, Zuna will be there, Yanti will be there, Faizati, who is a wonderful cartoonist, uh, will be there. So, yeah, I, I would, you know, encourage everyone to come because it's really fun two days. You'll meet just sort of all sorts of really uh, interesting women. And I think you what happens is that you suddenly get the idea. And I've been getting this over and over again because I keep... You know, especially this week, I'm in very many um, little gatherings of women, finding out that there are so many women doing all sorts of amazing things in this country. They're just not getting, you know, the platforms to share. So I, I think Refest is going to be one of the great platforms and it'll open everyone's eyes to what, what women particularly are doing. Okay, so where is it happening? Where do we need to go to? Where can we find out more details? Basically, it's, it's going to be it's going to be two days, 11th and 12th of March in GMBB, which is on Long Jalan Bukit Bintang uh, and uh, in the grey box. You can find out more about it. Uh, the whole itinerary is on 3R Malaysia, the webs, the, the um, Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, Temu House also has a website where you can get the whole um, itinerary on it. Yeah, so it starts from 11 o'clock onwards. It goes right up to 7 and uh, what do you, call it? you have performances, music, bazaars. I mean, it's just a fun weekend to come up with. And most importantly, I I think for, for young people wanting to know how they can make a difference, I think this is a great way for them to come to find out more. I'll be moderating a session also called Women in Front of Camera Making a Difference, where I'll be talking to my ex triar host, Ngayen, who's now really, she's been going on to do Women, Girls and many other things. And Alicia Amin, who is a model, fashion model, but also turned actress, she herself went and did um, a little protest during the KL Fashion Week. I don't know if you remember that. She yes. held up this sign that says, models are not getting paid. And that caused quite a stir. And guess what? They've not been paid for a couple of years. And she was really in the forefront, really daring one girl standing there in the placard in front. And great response and in sense of like, people suddenly realised, like, oh my God, we're having this fashion event and models not being paid. Like, what, what's happening? What's happening? You know? And that shows one person can make a difference. Well, I know where I'll be this weekend. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lena and Marina, for taking the time to chat with both of us in conjunction with International Women's Day. We managed to celebrate it by finding more about two powerful, important women mm. who are doing powerful, important things together as well as independently. Lena Tan and Marina Mahather. You can listen to this interview again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.